were talking about how more and more people are using those digital tags, those Apple Air tags, to keep track of their misplaced or lost luggage at the airport. Well, it turns out more and more people are doing the same with their vehicles as carjackings continue to rise in the GTA and beyond. And there's a really interesting article by the Star's uh, Kevin Donovan. Uh, check it out on the Star's uh, website. It's entitled, These Theft Victims Tracked Their Stolen Cars, But the Police Didn't Show Up. And the article essentially focuses particularly on one car enthusiast who had his high-end pickup truck stolen out of his driveway. He had it digitally tagged, called the police, only for very little to happen. David Perry is a law enforcement analyst, also the CEO of Investigative Solutions Network, and joins us now for more on this. Dave, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Good to be with you again. And good to have you here as always. Uh, tell us a bit, if you could, give us some insight into the police response or lack thereof that this uh, car enthusiast experienced. Again, woke up. He could actually tell the police that I can see that my car was started because he had it digitally tagged at uh, 2 in the morning. I know exactly where it is, but uh, they didn't send the police. So why wouldn't they send the police? Well, I can sure understand uh, that person's frustration with the lack of response by the police, but the reality is, the uh, you know the resources of the police in the GTA are so strapped these days that you know at times like that they're answering 911 calls for service and it makes it very very difficult for them to even re- respond to a call like this. It's a, it's a sad reality, but uh, that's the way it is these days. Now on the other side of the coin, uh, what are the police doing about it? My colleagues have told me that uh, many of the you know specialty units within policing have been uh, depleted by as much as 20 or 30 percent as they readjust and focus resources on the carjacking and car theft issue, which is right off the dial these days. All right. Well, knowing that, that the police resources are so strapped, Dave, that's something that I think a lot of motorists are uh, finding out when their car is stolen. But is this also something that these carjackers probably know, that they're very unlikely to be uh, pursued? And is that perhaps enabling or emboldening them? Well, carjackers, uh, you know, are different, of course. Uh, Violent armed robberies is essentially what they are, and the police will clearly respond immediately. It's a 911 call and... and, uh, Put, a, put additional resources to apprehend those kinds of people. And I don't want to understate it, but the theft of vehicles, and, and I've had it happen to me a long time ago, but to wake up the next morning and find that your vehicle is simply gone yeah, is, is shocking and it's invasive and it's troubling, but it, but it is a property theft and generally speaking, not considered a, an emergency call. And it's one where they'll shift those kinds of calls to um, additional resources where you know, occurrence would be taken perhaps over the phone. Eventually, a, an investigator would be assigned and, and all of those kinds of things. But you're generally not going to get a response from the police unless it happens to be at a time of day where they've got, you know, significant resources and perhaps a, a quiet call call list for emergency calls. Yeah. Does that thinking, does it need to change if we're really going to uh, curtail these carjacking numbers, which are, by the way, up almost 60 percent from last year? And you mentioned this a task force uh, a moment ago. You and I have spoken about this in the past, that uh, by the time the, the police assign an investigator and respond, of course, your car is probably halfway around the world. Do we need to change our tactics and our thinking to let some of these carjackers know that uh, there might be uh, police on their tail right away? Do you think that that would help in curtailing these numbers? 
Yeah, if nothing else, they should, uh, you know, look at some resources for exactly these kinds of calls where, you know, they have specialty units that will respond. You know, with it throughout, you know, if you use Toronto as an example, they have major crime units in every police station right across Canada. Of course, they're not on 24-7, um, but if they happen to be working, it, it seems to me that that would be an appropriate call to be uh, redirected into a major crime unit who should be able to respond, and it's certainly... <laughs> You know, back in the day, we would spend the time and resources on a stolen vehicle like that, that we got a location on it. But today, the the the, the reality of the entire situation, if you think of carjackings up 60%, shootings are up dramatically, uh, murders are steadily increasing over the years, stabbings are something like 350% higher than they were just a few years ago. There's, there's a lot going on in the GTA, so therefore a, a lot of strain on the police resources. So it's it's an unfortunate scenario, but I think it's one we might be stuck with for a while. Well, that was my very next question. Uh, as you detail these uh, lack of uh, resources, uh, Dave, is this kind of the new normal when it comes to carjackings and other crimes? Is this just something that, uh, unfortunately, uh, sadly, we're all just going to have to learn to live with? Well, yes, and I, th- I think we've been living with, you know, vehicle thefts have always been a huge criminal enterprise and therefore a significant problem for decades and lots of resources put into you know, especially uh, dismantling the organized crime units that are involved in that. Carjackings are still, you know, although not not a new phenomenon, but at the, the rates we're seeing them, certainly something that's quite shocking. And I do know that tremendous resources have been focused into identifying and apprehended the, the, the small number of groups that are going around and doing that. Still, a lot of vehicles, a lot of violence. But it's all tied, as we talked before, Jeff, it's all tagged back to the whole gun and gang issue that it's not the average person that's going out committing carjackings most of this is gang related and it's gang related in an organized way or a disorganized way organized by shipping cars overseas and and reaping the benefits of of that or people that are involved in gangs and are simply stealing or carjacking vehicles used for committing other crimes so as the gang problem you know continues to take hold of our, our cities and our towns so will all of these other crimes. They just fall right into place with it. Well, I've got about 30 seconds left here, Dave, but uh, from what you've seen so far in this task force that's been assigned to carjacking in the GTA, uh, are you hopeful that they'll be able to make a, at least a, a small dent in carjackings? I am. I'm, I'm confident that that'll happen, and I'm confident, as a matter of fact, based on some of the news reports, that in fact is happening right now. Um, they're hard to catch. You know, if you look at the size of the city of Toronto, and you try and, you know, by uh, timelines and all of that, you try and be in the right place at the right time as a police officer to identify and apprehend these people. It's pretty tough. You're more likely to get it through intelligence information and, and through developing informants who are going to lead you to the people that are organizing and committing these crimes. But it's it's a it's not an easy task. But they're on it. I know they've got uh, significant resources on it, and I'm confident that, uh, you know, we're going to see this thing start to decline sometime this year. All right. Fingers crossed. David, appreciate it as always. Thank you so much. Anytime, my friend. Thank you. There goes Dave Perry, a law enforcement analyst. And we're back with a news update to the top of the hour next. Stay with us.
Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.